Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Say La Me and to Podmas Day 9. I am very, very excited. Happy Friday. It has been really good to do Podmas this year. I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling something today. Like, something is in the air. I don't know what it is, if it's just like it's Friday, or it's just exciting, or whatever. Um, but I am just feeling very good today. So, I hope you are too. I hope you've had a really good week. I hope you are looking forward to a great weekend, and and if you don't have any plans, I hope that you plan on tuning into Podmas, or maybe those are your weekend plans. I don't know, but I've had a great time so far. So today's episode is something that I've been wanting to do for a little bit, and I just decided, okay, I'm not going to talk about work like too much because I don't want to be that person that's like, gets a full-time job and then becomes all of a sudden like an expert on, you know, work and working full-time and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm not going to do a comprehensive episode about my job until I hit six months and I thought this would be a really fun episode to do in Podmas so I actually started working full-time in May and it's actually going to be seven months next week so I thought it would be just the perfect time to record this episode to kind of tell you about what I've learned my job and everything and to me I know six months is not very long like at all it's not long but to me, it's very important to document my feelings early in my career, and for people who are, like, at the same point in theirs, or are about to graduate, and are wondering, kind of, like, what do I think six months in, or something like that, for me to record my thoughts, for people to hear, and hopefully relate to, or get advice from, or insights, I don't know, but I'm excited, so to start off the episode, if you are new, and you don't know what I do for work, I am an editorial assistant at a local magazine, super fun, I interned with them, and then got hired, and I have been working with them for the last six months as a full-time employee. So yeah, so I will be referencing different tasks of mine throughout the episode to use as examples. It's not, you know, going to be an extensive like, it's going to be general, but I'm going to use different things that I do in my line of work as examples of what I'm talking about. So it's also not an extensive list of the things that I've learned because I've definitely learned a lot more than this, but these are the things that kind of come to mind, just things that have stuck out to me and things that I kind of feel have been recurring themes throughout the last six months. All right, the first thing that I've learned is that you are still learning the best way to do your job. So I kind of feel like I have a good process down when it comes to like editing articles, writing articles, and researching, and interviewing, and all of that, and also when it comes to certain time periods, like uploading the magazine, approving the magazine, starting on a new issue, all of that, but my process is really changing based on whether I find something that works for me better than what works for me now, so I would say don't expect to necessarily approach things the same way that you did in the beginning. I know years down the line it's going to be different. I'm always trying to be more efficient, maximize my time, be more accurate uh, with the information that I'm researching and be more focused and all of that. It takes some change sometimes, so be willing to kind of try to explore what's going to work for you based on the goals that you have. So like, even if you have, like I said, I have a good process. Even if you feel like you have a good process, if you feel like you could be more efficient or you could be better or whatever, uh, don't be afraid to kind of change things up and kind of work on it as you go along. And don't just get married or stuck in this one thing, one way of doing things because it 
honestly helps you grow if you're going to end up doing something for the long haul. All right, the second thing that I learned is that your coworkers will get to know you way more than you realize they will at the beginning. So it, it's kind of funny. I was texting a coworker of mine a couple weeks ago, and she said something that was like 100% on point about me, and it kind of caught me by surprise. You know, I ended up saying like, oh, like, yeah, you know me well, but inside I was like, whoa, she, she knows me really, really well. And I feel like there have been those moments in the past six months with different coworkers as well. It's not just this one coworker. And so it kind of stuck out to me. It's like, wow, a lot of different people know me really well. It's crazy how much my coworkers get to know me and how they'll get to know you. Also, how much you know them. It's just, it's interesting because I don't know. A lot of times they're like, oh yeah, I know her, but just through work or whatever. But like, you really do get to know a person really well through work when you're spending, you know, nine hours a day, like in the same room doing the same stuff. And for me, a lot of it's working as a team. And so it like, you know, there's part of my job that's individual, but there also is part of my job that's a team based thing. And it's just interesting, you get to talking and then you get to all of a sudden, six months along, you're like, whoa, I get to know them like really really well also I don't know why I said six months along like I was like having a baby but anyway you do get to know them the longer you spend time with them and it's crazy how much they also get to know you and I feel like I have a good grasp on most of my coworkers, and I didn't expect to really get to know them this well this early on and I'm I'm really excited I love my coworkers. I know a lot of people have work situations where they're like oh this person really annoys me or you know I just have this like one person in my office or like several people that I just don't like, whatever. I can truly say I love all the people I work with, which is so rare and so good. And I'm just over the moon about it. Uh, And so I can't wait for like the next six months of getting to know them even better and, you know, all of that hanging out. So we genuinely enjoy each other's company, but it is so weird to me to know that like coworkers will know oh yeah like are you stressed and I'm like maybe um it's, it's so interesting so anyway all right the third thing that I learned is that correction feedback it's super super valuable so make sure to examine it thoroughly and implement it where you can all right so I learned this in college a lot of especially like doing student newspaper um you know kind of saying where is a correction that's like grammar-based, factual, whatever, versus where is it like personal style and like what do I implement, what do I retain, what battles do I pick, like you know sometimes it's like you get very attached to your writing and so sometimes it could be really hard to be like okay do I need to change all of this or is this like what this person would you know just want it to sound like, had they written it, you know it's it's a big thing to learn. So I kind of learned this in college, but I feel like sometimes you relearn things in different environments and it's kind of tailored to your environment. And I've been learning this on the job. So we have an editorial consultant who's fabulous, first of all. She's so, so good. Um, but she reviews the finished or like almost finished magazine before we upload and approve it. So one time she sent back the book. So we like printed out like divorce product I guess and so we sent it to her she you know marked it up whatever sent it back and she had written a correction about a misplaced modifier in one of the sections that I'm in charge of so at first when I read the sentence that she had marked I couldn't really find anything wrong with it it sounded fine to me it was also a piece written it was basically a quote and so it was like in someone's 
voice, you know, basically literally like they were saying something. And so I was like, huh. And it wasn't a direct quote, honestly, like, okay, the piece, let me just give you like background. The piece that we were, um, that she had marked is we have contributors who write in about like different dishes they like that month. And so they had sent me something and sometimes we'll edit for like clarity or grammar or whatever. And so, but like we keep their voice. And so reading the sentence that she had marked as a misplaced modifier, I was like, it sounds correct to me. People speak like this and it doesn't look wrong. I don't understand it. And so my first reaction, to be honest, was like, wow, this is like, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's just like she wants it to sound, you know, the way she wants it to sound and it doesn't sound like that, you know? And so I was kind of like, I don't, I really don't get it. And for some reason, I don't know. I think I just like was very confused about this, this edit. And so I wanted to like understand it because that's something I do. I'm like, I have to understand why, you know? And so I was like, what is this edit? I don't get it. And so I didn't know what a misplaced modifier, misplaced modifier was. So I didn't understand the correction. So instead of just being like, eh, it sounds fine to me. Uh, I decided to look it up and see what it was, and it turns out that the sentence actually warranted the correction, like it was a misplaced modifier, so if you don't know, a misplaced modifier was, um, like I knew what it was, I just didn't know what the name was it was for it, um, it's basically like if you were to say, as a young boy, you know, Adam Driver loved cars, I don't know, uh, so as a young boy, comma, Adam Driver loved cars, I don't know why I'm giving you a grammar lesson right now, um, so that would be a correct modifier. Like it would modify Adam. It would be like I like the young boy is Adam basically. Um and so I think that this thing was like as a long time fan of this restaurant, it is not surprising that blah 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 blah. Well, the being a longtime fan, it modifies something that isn't actually the subject. It modifies like the restaurant, and the restaurant is like not, or it says it's not surprising. It's like you don't speak like that. I'm gonna stop talking because I can't explain it correctly, but I hope you get what I mean. Anyway, that was what it was. I didn't understand it. I looked it up and I implemented it. So now I'm pretty well aware of misplaced modifiers and I will say I almost always correct them before our editorial consultant reads the issue because I'm just like hyper focused on like yeah this is something I got corrected on and I also was like not sure what it was so it was a big learning moment for me. I feel like when we see a correction sometimes and we don't understand something um, I think our instinct is to just kind of like act like it's a matter of preference or just kind of be like oh well it looks fine to me but if you really want to grow and you really want to be able to like be better at you know for me it's writing I'm like I want to be the best writer ever like I really I want to like send stuff to people and have like little to no corrections, just like perfect and amazing. And I'm not there yet. I want everything to be like spot on. I don't want any corrections. Like I want our editorial consultant to read and maybe like a couple corrections. Cause I don't think there's anything she just like doesn't touch, but like, I don't want there to be like anything to write about, you know? <laughs> and so for me, I want to do that. So instead of just throwing that correction out, I looked it up and I was like, okay, like if we really try and see what the other person means, we might actually end up learning something that improves our work. So I think that was very important for me to realize and for me to actually like be like, yeah, this is what I want. I want to be a 
fabulous writer. Like I want to be the best writer, honestly, like that's just what I want. And so in order to do that, you got to be like, okay, yeah, cool. I don't know everything. Let's look it up and let's ask questions. You know, that's another thing. Like if she was there, I would be like, I'm sorry, I don't get this. What do you mean by this? Uh, For some reason, it's not cooking. She would have explained it and boom, she actually gave us a training one time. And I was honestly like so excited. She's so cool. Anyway, I, I was just like, wow, I love this part of life. Like I love this training, this writing training, you know? Um, so I was like really excited about it. She gave us like handouts and stuff. I don't know. Um, and stuff like that. Like I want to be a great writer. So I'm like gonna like soak it all up and be like, yeah, give me that training. Give me that handout. Like tell me, like give me advice. Tell me what I'm doing wrong or tell me what I could be doing better. I want to learn, you know, all of that. That's another thing. It's not on the this list, I don't think. I don't think it's on this list. I read this list a little bit ago. Um, but that's another thing. Uh, learn and don't be afraid to learn. Anyway. Um, all right. The fourth thing is you will get the hang of things pretty quickly. So there are still aspects of my job that I'm learning. Uh, but I feel like the core part of it is second nature to me by now. All the core tasks that I have and the schedule and everything. And kind of like within a month or so of starting my job, I kind of just realized, oh, this is, okay, I've got the schedule down. This is cool. And yeah, sometimes it changes. But I think that you'll adjust better to work than you think you will. Because for me, I'm like, oh, what if it's, you know, a year in and I'm still like struggling with X, Y, and Z? Like, you won't be. You'll just be learning the fine-tuning skills of your job. All right, in the same vein, number five is you're more capable than you think you are. Will you mess up? Yeah, you definitely will. But does that mean you're not capable? No, it doesn't. Uh, Keep trying things out, volunteer for new things, uh, and don't be afraid to kind of flex your muscles and try things that you're really not sure about. It just goes to show you can't be 100% comfortable in everything that you do because you're never going to grow. So to illustrate, I, when I was first hired, I had a coworker who I would typically be working really closely with because our positions were, you know, he was obviously above me as far as like he'd been working there for a while. He had a different title than me, but we kind of consisted, like we comprised the editorial team, I guess. Um, so I'd be working with him really closely. I was really excited to get to learn from him. He left within a couple of months of me starting out on my job. So I was really sad about this, but I was also like really freaked out that all of a sudden this person wasn't going to be able to teach me the things that I felt like I needed to learn from him. And I knew that, you know, no contained amount of time of training was really going to be able to compare to that. And, you know, there's a difference between when you sit down to train someone versus when you learn from them doing their work. And so I was kind of like, oh gosh, I felt kind of robbed of that. I was like, ah, but then also it was a little bit until they hired somebody else to replace them. Uh, by a little bit, I mean like a couple of months at most like it wasn't really that long but for a while I was like oh gosh it's just me and this is scary you know um but I feel like I kept my cool I just kept doing my job I kept asking questions and now I'm really comfortable with most of it and um actually again in the same vein um there is a piece at the very end of our magazine that is a research piece we basically we get a photo and then we research everything about it, the place, the time, the people in it, all of that. And we write a little blurb about, not necessarily about the photo, but just like the general history. And we use the photo as like an example, like if it was taken like at the beach or something, just say we have a photo of a beach. We 
researched that beach. We researched the history behind that beach. We also, if someone is wearing a t-shirt that says like, that says something, we researched what that says. What did that come from? Was it a local business? What was it? You can go down so many rabbit holes. Actually, this is one of my favorite parts of the magazine, I will say. But before I took it on, I was terrified of this. Absolutely, just 100% terrified. Because honestly, our magazine does a lot of history. And history's not my strong suit. I love it. Guys, I love history now. Like, I love history history. It's so weird. I'm, I'm like turning into somebody that I actually really admired when I was just thinking about like, oh, what's something that I think is really cool in somebody? Uh, in college, I would always be like, if they're into history, that is so attractive and so cool. And I just think that they are the coolest person. Um, not to say I'm attractive and cool and I'm the coolest person, but it's just a quality that I admire in somebody that now I'm seeing reflected in myself. I'm like, I am actually eating this history up. I'm so excited. I love this. So anyway, it's one of my favorite parts of the magazine. But I remember the first time I was assigned this piece to do. First of all, it was always done by the coworker um, that I mentioned who had left. And so, and I thought, you know, he really liked history, all of that. And so I was just like, cool. Um, he's great and he's awesome and he can do this. But I can't, you know. <laughs> And so then I was assigned the piece at the end and I was like, oh God, (laughs) what am I doing? And so I was really scared to do it. I was absolutely terrified. Did not know what the heck was going on. I was so scared. But I ended up researching, doing a lot of it and ended up doing this one piece and it turned out really well. I was very excited about it. And now that's kind of like one of the departments that I always handle in the magazine is this history piece at the end and so it's just stuff like that do the things that you're scared to do ask to do the things that you're really scared to do you know for me it was assigned to me sometimes you need a little push like that it's just like literally you have no choice do it because it's your job um but sometimes if you really want to challenge yourself to grow make sure that you are asking for things that scare you because you'll find you 100% can do it and it's, it's really, really cool. I love, I love this piece. I love doing it. So it's interesting to see the growth and to be like, yeah, wow, (laughs) that's really cool. I'm proud of myself. All right. Number six, if you see a deficiency or know of something that you need to improve in your work, fill it. All right. So whenever I have downtime at work, I'm usually gathering material or reading articles or something that will help me in the future and help me in my job. So sometimes since I do a lot of writing, I'll look up a list of synonyms or, you know, articles about writing more engaging content or something like that. And so for me, I feel like I hold, I feel like I mentioned this in a podcast episode, I hold what I like to think of of as like little trainings for myself. You know, I'll really read an article about like how to do, you know, writing well, or I'll look up articles on our website and, you know, read different articles and be like, wow, I really like this. Why do I like it? Okay, now let's type it into a Word doc of like helpful tips for me to remember. Like, oh, I loved the way they did this. Okay, cool. You can do that. So I just end up looking up things to help me in, to improve my writing, to help me in my job. Uh, One of the other things that my job entails, since the magazine focuses on my city and the surrounding counties, you know, kind of around this area is a knowledge of the local area and it's, you know, it's unique qualities, how it differs, you know, the, um, president of our company, uh, says if, 
there's an article that reads like it could read like that you could read it anywhere else it shouldn't be in our magazine I think that that is a really good thing a really good policy because we need to be unique we need to provide something unique to our local area um and so it's key to kind of know about our area now I have lived here my whole life so I know it pretty well but there are different areas that I'm not too well versed in and then by areas I don't mean geographical areas I mean like different interests like gardening specifically which is so sad both of my grandparents worked with flowers one of them owned a florist and one of them was a horticulturalist like I feel like I'm letting my family down by not being into gardening maybe it'll be something like oh like I didn't used to like history and now I do maybe it's like oh I didn't like gardening now I do to be honest that's a very attractive quality in people I'm just gonna marry a guy who loves history and loves to garden I don't even know um but no I find that very attractive I think it's cool but anyway we're not talking about that um I'm not very well versed in gardening and all of that so I remember looking up and I knew that I looked up a list of things that grow here and you know in what season they grow and I have that saved to my desktop so that I can make my writing feel more local by including references if I need it in stories like if I'm talking about food or cooking or something I can just add a reference in and it's like wow that's really cool you know? So it's stuff like that where if you are able to sharpen your skills or hone your work more towards your target audience, it's really important that you do that and it will make your writing, it's just like the little details that people will notice and be like, oh, that sounds so local. That sounds so good. And for me, that's the goal in my work. Um, So yeah, if you have a goal that you know you need to meet and you could use a little help meeting it, make sure to do the extra work. All right, this is one of my favorite tips, but seven, planners are important. So I rely on my planner so much that I have made it a priority about once or twice a week to look through emails for events that I've either been invited to or that are happening, like photo shoots, whatever. And I compare it to my Google Calendar. Um, I compare my Google Calendar with my physical planner to make sure that they both match up and include everything. I put work events on there, like meetings, interviews, photo shoots, all of that. And I also put personal events and podcast events into my planner so that I basically know if and when I'm free for anything else that might come up. So for me, it's so, so crucial and it's awesome to look back on. Um, After you've completed a month, it's really cool to look back and be like, wow, what did you do? And so my planner lasts, I think, until April 2020, no, not April, January, December 2023. I feel like it does, but it started in like maybe August of 2022. So it's really cool to look back and be like, oh, like, look, look what I did in August and all of that stuff. So I really enjoy a physical planner so cool also i'm really excited we're working out of a co-working space right now but once i get a desk that planner's gonna be on the desk and it's gonna look so good Alrighty, number eight transitioning from a college wardrobe to a work wardrobe is tough but really fun yeah it can be a challenge <laughs> so in college i still felt like i got dressed up for class especially compared to some of my classmates no shade or anything but I just I think I only wore a hoodie like a a handful of times um and then that was kind of like what a lot of people just wore all the time uh so but even so you know me being like more dressed up whatever being in an office setting and trying to go from college student to professional can be really weird it can just be so weird because it's like I want to look young but I also don't want to look like a baby but also I'm really short so how do I do that also I was just in college but also 
I don't know what to do. So I'm embracing it by buying things I have saved to Pinterest that I always thought I'd just wear once I got a full-time job. I'd just like wear them and I would look so professional. But I still struggle sometimes with my personal style coupled with like work outfits and what I look good in and feel comfortable in. It can be really like hard to define what what style I like that is work, like professional attire, but that doesn't just look like I went and just got like a suit and then I just wear the suit all the time. I don't know. Uh, to look like I actually know what goes together. It's honestly challenged my, like, fashion sense, I guess, and so it is pretty difficult still. Six months in, you know. It's really fun, but it's strange, and I feel, like, more pressure to wear good outfits now than I necessarily did most of the time in college. I feel like, in a wider sense, it's the fact that I'm more firmly into womanhood now. Even though I'm still a young woman, I'm still a woman, and I want to dress more like a grown-up, and it's kind of weird because, like, I, I have permission to now because I literally am 23, and I can wear high heels every single day if I want, um, but I also don't want to look boring, but... Like, there's some cuts of dresses and shirts and pants even that, like, and skirts. Skirts can be hard. But, like, they look too young. They look too, like, little girlish. And I'm just kind of, like, I'm not really, like, I don't want to look like I bought a dress out of the junior section. Even though I used to do that, I'm like, that's just, it looks young. And I don't want to look young, but I also don't want to look like I'm trying too hard. All of that, it can be really, really difficult for me to kind of, like, figure out what the heck is going on. That can be hard, but I'm finding pieces I like. I think I mentioned, like, wide leg pants, maybe, um, in an episode. <laughs> I did not wear wide leg pants at, ever, and now I have a pair, and I'm planning on getting another pair, and it's really nice, and I love them, and so I want to find more things like that that I really enjoy. It can be kind of overwhelming, a little bit challenging and all that, but uh, it's fun, and I feel like I'm doing an okay job at figuring it out. All right, last tip number nine, money, or last thing I learned, it's not really tips, you know, but things I've learned, uh, number nine, money is a balancing act. So I obviously dealt with budgeting money in college because I did have college jobs, but it's obviously different when you have a salaried position and a set paycheck. It's a bigger priority to budget as well. And so some months, uh, okay, I'm just going to use me as an example. I, I like to say you'll feel like this, but like, honestly, maybe you won't. So some months I feel like I've done a really good job with my budget and then other months I feel like I didn't, you know, do that great or I spent more on food than I wanted to or whatever. And that's okay and not all exclusive, it's not exclusive to being new in the professional world, it's just exclusive to being human, <laughs> you know, and it's up to you on how you want to manage your money. It's up to me how I want to manage my money. Some months, I might save a little extra. Other months, I might not save extra at all besides like what I have set to save anyway. Uh, so I have tried to look at my money in a bigger scale as opposed to paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I've set some goals of what I want to do. If I meet my goal, I'm good no matter how it went from month to month. If I say, okay, in a year, I want to save this amount of money. It doesn't matter if I save double that amount one month and nothing the next month. Like if I meet the goal, I'm good. That's just the mindset I want to have, and also I want to be able to have more of a fluid, I mentioned going out and eating food and whatever, that's something I struggle spending money on, um, because I, it's consumable, you know, but I love going out with people, I love having fun, I love all of that, so, I, like, 
I'm just kind of starting because I have um, a paycheck now. I really felt like I really didn't have a paycheck in college because it was just kind of like you would never really know depending on how many hours you worked. Um, depends on the money you got. And so now that I have a paycheck, I'm like, I really can say this month I really want to prioritize clothes. So I really want to set this amount of money aside for clothes. It's a lot more than I typically would, but I want to, I have things I need. So I'm just going to spend it. And so I want to do that more, just kind of realize money's money. And it's easy to say when I don't have as much responsibility, full transparency, I live at home, I don't pay rent, all of that. I do pay for my car. And I think I'm going to start paying for some other things, uh, some monthly bills and stuff um, of my own. And so I really have minimal responsibility, but I like still, I mean, I don't know, like you should just be able to embrace the season of life you're in and money can get awkward. I even feel a little awkward about talking about it on the podcast, but I don't know. I just feel like I want to have more of a stable relationship with money and not so much like, I don't know. I can get, I can save too much. I think like that's, that sounds weird. It sounds very weird, but I can get a little bit like, I don't need to spend anything. Cause that was the attitude I had in college. Um, cause I, it served me well. It was great, but like I need to have some more fun. So anyway, that was a tangent, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're going to graduate soon, congratulations. Don't worry about the work world. I really hope that these tips were, they're not even tips. I keep calling them tips, but the things that I learned, I really hope that they help you. And, you know, if you're already in your career or you're early in your career, all of that, like, I hope that you can relate and just kind of think that, you know, it was something that was, that brought you comfort, some reliability, and just kind of like a different perspective. All right. I love you so much. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Have a good weekend.